704 on Wednesday, June 10th. What's going to be a summery, stormy day. Good morning and welcome to the podcast edition of the Morning Reboot. You were brushing your teeth? Yeah. Did our intro song play? Oh. Are we just going? Okay. Hold yeah, on. I... <laughs> oh, wait. No, it, it... See, it's there. Sorry. Sorry. It is there. My, oh, okay. my apologies. My apologies. Wait, wait. Oh, we're just going? All right, let's do it. No, 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 yeah, no. No, um... no I, I, I hit it. I, I didn't punch audition in, so you didn't get it here. Look, see? Hold on. There she is. Sorry. It was there for everybody except you. My apologies. You brushed your, you were brushing your teeth? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I think we talked about this. My, one of my my biggest fear is a hot air balloon. Like I'm terrified of hot air balloons. Correct. But my second biggest fear is having bad breath. So I woke up today, and you know I have like this weird tooth issue. So I'm like paying extra attention to it till like, I get to the dentist next week. Um. So yeah, I woke up today, and I was like, what everyone else does in the morning, just wake up, and I do the, and I was like, ooh, there's kind of a little stench today. So I was like, let me clean this tooth. And also, I did eat before I went to bed, so I did like a little listerine. There was like a little bit of food stuck in there. So yeah, I was like about three minutes late. I was like, let me brush my teeth, even though no one's gonna smell me. I also don't want funky breath. And I'm an avid brusher. Like I brush like I probably waste so much toothpaste. I brush anytime I have a chance. I genuinely enjoy flossing and brushing my teeth. You're like, the one. You're the one that brushes sm- like three times a day. Like every time after you eat something. Well, you're supposed to, but, like, I'm never home. But, like, I definitely brush in the morning and before I go to bed. And then if I, if I have a day off, <laughs> my mom will tell you, when I get bored, I brush my teeth or shower. No, Floyd, Floyd Tobbies, um, being, <laughs> being an incredible drag queen, playing Nintendo Switch, brushing teeth. Yeah, like, I just, I and I'm out of floss right now, so it's been, like, two days since I flossed, so... You know, a bitch is going through it, but she's go- she's planning a. Um, I think I'm gonna go to Target after work today, so she's gonna pick up her little, the Packers, the little toothpick, not toothpick thing, the little floss things that look like a little. They have like a little contraption with it. Yeah, it's a piece of plastic, and it looks mm. like a little. It looks like a miniature slingshot. There, that's the best way to describe it because I don't really like the flossing process. I just like swiping. It's like the debit card of flossing. Just swipe it in there. Uh, I have to apologize, and I don't know how much we'll get to today. There's nothing, nothing made. There's stuff. Well, we always have stuff to talk listen, about. But I, in America, when there's not a lot going on, it's a good day for it's us. It's a good day, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I have to apologize to you for overlooking the homework, or at least something I asked you to bring up for Monday on Friday. But let me circle back with that. Oh, um, I just remembered it. I totally forgot that too, so don't feel bad. I do feel bad because it's important to get to. But let me set this up. And from the tone of your tweet I saw about a half an hour or so ago. Ooh, bitch. The, <laughs> the, the full frontal fury of Floyd will be on display. But hold on one second. So last night I was listening. There's a, there's a couple of sports things I tune into every day. I like the Colin Cowherd show. Um, that's a radio show. And then I like, um, you've seen PTI on ESPN before, right? PTI, PTI. Pardon oh. the interruption. It's the older white guy, the older bald black guy. They've been on for like 20 uh, years. Ha- have they been like made into gifts? I don't I think feel like so. I, I feel like I know what you're talking. Oh, maybe. Okay, never mind. Okay, anyways. Anyway, so last night, and the, uh, there's obviously not many sports things to talk about right now. Um, and sports should be back soon. The NBA and the NHL, and and maybe baseball will get a season going. But obviously, a lot of athletes have spoken out. Um, some during the pandemic and what they've done to stay busy. But obviously, there are many black athletes. Predominant, sports is, is predominantly black athletes, at least the, the major sports that we pay the most attention to. So uh-huh. they've, they've had a lot of thoughts on, on what's going on for the last couple of weeks in, in the aftermath of George Floyd. And uh, I've appreciated those discussions. And last night, one of the hosts, in fact, the white host, and they're, they're very open and, and they're um, very ethically sensitive. They don't say anything that, that's deeply offensive by any means. But The one host said, we're going through another Me Too. And um, I wondered if 
look, people are easily offended these days. I wonder if somebody might be offended by that. But the same things that did happen during and after Me Too from Harvey Weinstein, like where the name of that came from, like, hey, this happened to Me Too. And and that was the name of the movement and, and it's still going on. And we became well aware of all the awful behavior that many men exhibited um, towards women. And the same thing is happening now, except it's called Black Lives Matter, or at least that's become, you know, the brand name for for what's going on. And um, no justice, no peace. There's many great sayings. But the same things that happened during Me Too, where people began to bravely and courageously speak up and no longer be silent, uh, mm-hmm. is, is happening now. Uh, I just read a story last night. A, a nondescript college basketball coach was with a a teammate who was in the NBA, they were in North Carolina somewhere, got pulled over late at night, and it's the same story we've heard a lot, but not enough, and he got pulled over for looking like someone who fit a description. Mm-hmm. It turned out okay, but he was profiled because of the color of his skin. And thankfully, you know, he wasn't beaten up or anything like that, but definitely profiled. Um, and to bring this all back around... I want to do whatever I can to make sure stories of racism and being called the N-word are out there as much as and even more so than what happened with Me Too. Some actors and people in Hollywood we really liked, we we began to dislike because of the way they treated women. And when I watched the the protest or the demonstration in Lambertville last week, there were a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, black speakers who vividly described how they were, were, were treated, mistreated, how they were called the N-word. Um, and I want to share those stories because, look, I think the average person knows that there's still some ugly things out there when it comes to race relations. But I, as many have said, there need, we need to have, we need to be told these uncomfortable stories. And I asked you on Friday, we've always talked about the homophobia that, uh, or the homophobic actions you've endured. But let's get to the other side of that. And I'd like to hear some of the stories that you've dealt with being called the n-word and or worse well luckily um i only to my common knowledge or adult knowledge have only been called it twice to my face (laughs) um once was at the bar um it was just some belligerent asian man um and everyone remembers if if you were at brett's back in the day you remember this story it's the stuff of gay urban legend i guess um, I was walking outside, and he stumbled off the bar, bumped into me, and naturally, you know me, you ran into me, what do I do? I just say, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, you should be. And I was like, you ran into me, sir, and excuse my language, he said, fuck you, nigger. And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, and I, I'm trying to think, how old was I? I was performing because I had just got out of face. I had to be like 21, 22. It was like the first time I ever got called it to my face as, to my knowledge, it was the first time ever. Um, I'm sure I've been called it behind my back. And I, when you call someone that word, we, we put on the front like, oh, you're ignorant, blah, 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 move on. It hurts you. Like it, it, it's like, it's like you going into someone's mind, body, and soul with your fist and pulling out their character because that word just means hate. That word means I hate you. That word means I'll make you walk the plank and I hope you fall in a fiery pit of hell. And then when you hit the bottom, there's shattered glass and your body is just tortured. So in many instances you put up a front, but I would say like, how do I say it? I didn't really react the way I wanted to. Like, because I was, I was 21, 22. I was at work. So I was like, get in your taxi, sir. You have a good day. Like, it's cool. Whatever. It's your ignorance. But, like, it, it hurts. So, like, and I'm 37 now. So it's like well over 10 years ago. Like, I still think about that moment. And the other one is very recently. It was, I'll say it, um, I protested the Trump rally in 2016. Is that the first time he came? Yeah. Yeah, so like, um, it was my first ever protest. Um, wasn't really going with an agenda. Like, I was just going because friends were going. You know what I mean? Like, like anyone who protests for the first time. Oh, that's something I'm interested in. I really don't care for this character. Let me live out my 1970s hippie 
expressing my voice um um freedom let me let me express my freedom because like this was after he had mocked the um special needs or disabled yeah, with um, the hand reporter. Gesture. yeah like he he had he had put he wasn't as I wouldn't say he's not he wasn't as vocal as he was about stuff now but like he put like his little pockets out there like he, you know he called he was very misogynistic towards Hillary he had made that um little jester mocking that reporter so like he had put his little pockets out there where we were like do we really want this guy to be president so I was like okay cool whatever I'll protest I have the day off let's do it I have never been called the n-word so many times by a group of people wow. and that's why when <laughs> that's why when people that's I don't get political with people like I I and I think I said this the other day like when people's like who are you voting for it's like just know it's not the red but like you don't I don't tell people but like it was it was more than once like it was just like at and I'm no it's probably an exaggeration but like I think at the end of the day if you didn't know me you would have thought my name was N word with the hard R and that's why anytime someone defends him or supports him and i and listen i understand that all his supporters think the way he does i get it however when you are put when i put myself in a situation in a setting in my own backyard like it it's not like i traveled across state lines or across country like i was living at the hillcrest like you know what i mean i walked there like it was in my backyard literally um if you didn't know who i was you probably thought my name was the n-word it was just rapid fire the way these these words were just coming out and it was it was an eye opener and i literally tell people they're like i when they're like how do you feel about the president i said i hate him and and it's not like i hate him it's just like i saw the worst of the worst of his extreme believers and i don't even say supporters i say believers because he is like their cult leader and um, it's Wednesday. Do you hear the garbage? But it was beyond words how I felt. I felt hurt. I felt ashamed. I didn't want to be black anymore. Like, that's, and you know me, I pride myself on being gay and black as hell. Um, I was defeated because it was kind of like me, this lone wolf black guy. And, and there were a lot of us protesting, but like, like I said, I didn't go to, like, indulge myself in the protest. I went as a friend, supporting friend. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't make signs. I just kind of went because it was down the street. I didn't really care. Like, if no one invited me, I wouldn't have went to protest. So, like, I guess I'm using the word protest like because I didn't go there to protest. I guess I'm a poser. But, like, just me standing there and someone's like, quote, unquote, fat fucking nigger. Look at that nigger over there. Oh, the next president, Donald Trump. He's going to get rid of you niggers. And I'm just like, what? Like, 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 I'm literally sitting there drinking a Diet Pepsi and eating a funnel cake. Like, I didn't have a sign. I didn't have a Hillary shirt on. I wasn't even wearing red, white, and blue. Like, I was just there with my book bag. I wasn't filming anything. I was just there. And the fact that I was just a presence for these people to hate me so much is beyond words. And this is 2016. It's not 1816. It's not 1916. It's not even 1996. This is 2016 that I had witnessed a Nazi salute and called the N-word hard R by someone who's never seen me a day in their life and did not see me and they won't ever see me again. But those words hurt. But like I said, I went back to my apartment. I think I lived with Elijah at the time. I think he was like on a business trip to Columbus. And like, I didn't talk to my mom about it. Like my mom was like, how was it? I was like, oh, it was interesting. Like this is this is probably the first time I've ever talked about it personally. But like it, it takes a toll on you. It strips you of who you are as a person. Like I was fully clothed. And like each time I got caught in, an article of clothing fell, fell off. And like, by the end of the day, I felt like I was walking home butt-ass naked, humiliated, and in shame. Like, I was, a, I, was, I was pissed that I was black. I was pissed that I was a person of color. And I was pissed that people hated me so much because of the color of my skin. Like, that, that's hard for you to get to me like that. 
because I love black people. I love me. I love my people. I love being gay. Like, it's kind of like when you call me a faggot or a fag. Sorry for using all these derogatory no. terms, people listening. But, like, it's it strips someone of who they are. I'm sure, like, when Jews get called their words, I, I, I know the words that some Jews or derogatory terms Kike. just to put it back. Yeah, like, I hate that word. Oh, I hate it so much. Um, but, like, yeah, like, it's just, it strips you as a person because you're like, yeah. I, I, I did, I, and I say this loosely, it, it be, it's become more of a joke to me that, like, I think racists should be mad at themselves because, honestly, none of us really asked to be here except the British people who came over trying to escape the king. Like, you literally, like, I, there's a meme, like, you're mad about looting? Yeah, you literally looted black people from Africa so they can work in this country. It's like, so be mad at yourselves. Be mad at your ancestors. But um, back to the story. It just, it just, and I keep repeating it. Like, it just, it makes you question your character. I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be black. I didn't ask to have a black mother and father. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you legit hate me because I'm walking on the same earth as you and breathing the same air. And like, Listen, fuckers. <laughs> Half of you guys aren't even from Toledo, so you're like you're you're on my turf. How dare you come to my turf and call me who you think I am or what I, whatever you perceive me to be? So it was um, so it's a blessing and a curse that I went through it. I'm happy that I went through it because like now I understand these movements and these actions towards injustice because like. You know, I have friends who are black, white, Asian, everywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm probably friends with an alien somewhere. Like, I could, I could consider myself sheltered, but like, I think these moments, these pockets of racism that I went through, has really opened my eyes to be like, yeah, we need some change. But so I think a couple of weeks ago, the the at least the one that jumps out to me was uh, Leah Michelle, the girl from Glee. Ooh, girl, they, they, ooh. She tweeted something about support, and then one of her cast members, who didn't have a big role in the show, said, hold yeah, on I a second. Yeah, I who she was. I was yeah, like, who are you? I, and I forget what she said, but she, she said that Leah Michelle said something awful about her, and maybe it was like a, a hair comment. It and said she's going to shit in one of her wigs. Okay, that works. Um, <laughs> I mean, as far as like being accurate for, for the comment. Um, and and it does take me back, now that I heard that sportscaster last night said, you know, this is a lot like me too, and it that, is. And like I know people are probably just like, oh, that's our movement, but like this is a form of abuse. This is a form oh, of it, hatred it, and hurt. It's very much like me too, and what that's why I I I wanted to hear these stories so that I never stray from the path of trying to do what I can for justice and equality. I'm always on that path, but I want other people to be reminded and I want them to feel the pain that you just expressed because look, we can all watch. We're usually mostly influenced by what we watch on, on TV. And I mean like cinematically, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, look great. You saw 12 years of slave and you know how off it was. You've got some idea of what happened during the civil war and blah, blah, blah. But like you just said, this was just a couple of years or so ago. So I, I, I want people to share these stories so that everybody knows how awful they are to, to, to continue the me too thing. Um, four people just got fired from Vanderpump rules, uh, three women and, and one guy. And I don't know who they are, but apparently they had said some things or done some things that a black cast member who was of no real acclaim. She was only on a couple of seasons, had some issues with, and this is like the gotcha of Harvey Weinstein and, and so many others who deserve, who deserve to fall for their actions. And to go back a little bit further, I know <coughs> Mark, Mark, Excuse me. Mark, and I don't call this like cancel culture per se. This is just people being punished for things that they did wrong. Although let's, let's be measured if we can, even though we want to react with vicious punishments. I mean, the people like Kevin Spacey, whose behavior lasted a long, long time, Harvey Weinstein as well. Um, yes. Like they get what they deserve. Harvey Weinstein, obviously jail time and, and, and so much more. 
but an ailing back health, whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that came out of nowhere. His walker and, and Kevin Spacey yeah. will, will never work again in, in Hollywood for his his years of of abusing uh, younger men. Mark Wahlberg, I knew that he had some, done some pretty awful things in the past, and he's a Boston guy, and I know that Boston has a pretty bad reputation with with athletes. Um, I think that there, I read recently that Tory Hunter, a guy who played for the Tigers, said he had a no trade clause, basically like an, an unwritten tra- no trade clause. You can't trade me to Boston because it's too racist there. The fans are. And it, again, it's a small but boisterous minority. And um, I, with Mark Wahlberg, I don't know how long his history of saying or doing racist thing goes back goes back like I know it was a long time ago I don't know if he has made up for that in the last 10 to 20 years if if he has I do think we have to allow people the latitude to become better human beings um but some of these people with things coming out now I I don't have a lot of sympathy for like Leah Michelle and these Vanderpump people and I do want to continue to see people share these stories not just of police but of ways that they were mistreated like you said or call things simply because of the color of their skin and maybe it was just a really off color terribly timed terribly insensitive joke but there should be some level of punishment for that maybe not lifetime because again we need to allow people to to learn get rid of their ignorance and be better people but let's let the punishment fit the crime at least. I um I will second that, but like I will say this: it's ignorance and racism is taught. So in in, in with anything that's taught, it can be reversed, but you have to be willing to put in the work. Um, I heard about the Mark Wahlberg stuff way afterwards because like I'm young compared to him, um, and it never really struck me. But like it seemed like. I don't know how to say it because we're in such a quote unquote, and I hate this word, cancel culture. Like, he seemed to like turn his ways around. Maybe it's because he wanted a career and stuff, but I don't want to speak on that because I don't know. I don't want to like give well, misinformation and speak well, te- illy of it. But like, I can, I can tease this out. I, I think people, I, can't, people can change. I, and I, li- I like, would like to think that it's kind of like Camilla Cabello. Remember? We went down. I went down the rabbit hole. She used a hard R on her Tumblr and all that stuff. And her apology came out, and I was like, "Ugh, someone wrote this for her." But like, I saw in an interview, like you could tell when someone's like legit sorry or like sorry because, oh my god, this is gonna ruin my career. Like I, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I listened to her apology, and I was just like, I feel it. Like she's legit. So she was legit dumb and she was legit dumb 12 13 and 14 or, but like so i get that we can go but, recently the, the hannah brown thing remember oh, she she was girl, she was singing and, and i maybe there was there was drinking involved or whatever and i don't know if she's a terribly ignorant trump flag waving racist i don't think she is and i don't think she is an ignorant human being i just think she did something really 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 dumb let her gr- punish her but let her grow from that see but see i and i'm gonna speak on this she knew what she was doing because she whispered it she 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 thought yeah. about it and then whispered it i said girl you could have just that whisper could have just been a blah 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 Da, 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 da. And you could have kept going, and we all would have forgot about it. And like, and, and the lyric didn't even call for a hard R. Okay, <laughs> so I was just like, "You're a whole grown human. Knock it off." To go back to last week, um, and I, I thought we talked about it pretty eloquently, and it, and it got cleaned up pretty well. The Drew Brees thing, um, and I think I even said it on the podcast. If you just heard, I'll never agree with anybody that kneels or disrespects the flag you have a right to be livid and, and that alone is is worth it but the 99 other sentences he said in that interview were like this is this this is a great human being and i as i said like he's done great things for that city a city filled with black people um he made it his adoptive home after katrina he he first did the instagram apology which was very polished and he probably wrote it but probably had some help and then like 12 hours later he was so overridden with guilt that he did a more off the cuff instagram video and 
if you can read people, and I think we can, like you talked about the Camilla thing and the Hannah thing, and and I think you're a thousand percent accurate. And maybe Mark Wahlberg was like, uh, okay, I can, I can think all these awful things about people of another color, but if I want a career, I got to keep them to myself. And that, may, yeah. That, and also, you're Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You used our culture to skyrocket yourself to fame. The black put the funk in that, right? Um, and and or maybe he was able to grow and learn and see how awful those things were. I mean, if anybody followed this Drew Brees stuff, and I was very upset with him because I've long been a fan of his, and I am very aware of how charitable and how hum- how much of a humanitarian he was. He did what everybody else has to do. He has to listen, and certainly he got a lot of talkings to from 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 people he plays with and respects. And he was deeply distraught in that video. So I'm I I first thought when when I saw him say that I'm like oh like a Hall of Fame quarterback is going to get canceled because that's what we do we we often react aggressively but I'm glad that that thing got cleaned up and can hopefully turn into a positive as we hope with with, with most of this I I maybe this is counterintuitive um maybe this is what the universe has planned out I was wondering last night and these are the the wild thoughts that I have I hope to God that Pennsylvania, this this state, and Michigan, and maybe Wisconsin do the right thing, and vote for for Joseph for Joe Biden at this point. And it will it could be a historic landslide in what Trump loses in the election. And I don't expect him to go quietly. I expect him to make a big deal of all the kneeling that will come back in the NFL in September, as it rightly should. He'll mobilize his base, but I hope it's a historic landslide. But I do wonder, if he had not gotten elected, and if it would have been Hillary four years ago, things would, might be a little bit different. Maybe maybe we wouldn't have had the George Floyd situation. Maybe it was the perfect culmination of bad things. A, a terribly divisive president and a pandemic leading to a situation where it was a tipping point. It was a flashpoint where, at long last, not only the black community, but everybody else was fed up with the way police brutalize and profile black people. And all those bad things led up to, at long last, change. Like we've talked about for a couple of weeks now. The Emancipation Proclamation didn't do it. Uh, Civil Rights Act didn't do it. Rodney King didn't do it. Maybe this will finally get us where so many of us want us to be, and that is equal and equality and being colorblind. I, I, it's just so much going on in the world. I'm just like, it's, it's a lot. And, like, I agree. It's just – I don't think if Hillary would have won, this would have went away. Because keep in mind, Obama went through, I believe – Three unarmed black men, Ferguson. high profile, yeah, Ferguson. Um, yeah, happened during his presidency. Um, it, it happens with each one. It's just even with Bush, even with the Bushes, like the reaction time to this stuff. Like it, it, they were there. They made statements. They made they they soothed the minds of people. Whether they didn't see political lines when this stuff happened, it's just. It's all a huge what if. And it's oh, just, I know. It, l- it, it just sucks because it's just it's 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 just hard because like we just want to like I said this last week like what's the first thing you learn how to do when you shoot out of your mother or come brought into life you breathe it's the one thing that people don't teach you it's the one thing that you learn you know how to do naturally you just breathe just we want to breathe and live our lives if you don't like us walk on the other side of the street I'm not worried about it let me but just. You don't got to yell shit. I want to. I'm, I'm so tired of just. I'm tired of defending my blackness. That's I'll, all I'm gonna say. I'll move. I'll move us on in one second. Let, let me clean up my, my my theory of the the Trump in some twisted way maybe being good. If Hillary had won, there would still be a pre- police brutality issue. I'm just wondering if all of us wouldn't be at such a fever pitch on both sides where there would be a tipping point. Of George Floyd, um, that's why I say, may maybe you know what is it? Uh, the night is darkest right before the dawn, and and he will have been our darkness, and we will finally hit the dawn of progress and equality. I I said this, and we'll wrap it up right here. I said at these protests, 
Like I love, I love these voices. I love the peaceful protests. I love seeing black, white, um, all these nationalities come together for one common goal. I just wish one thing I feel is missing from these protests. And I said this to everyone. I even said it when I hosted the show on Saturday at Georgia's. These protests are great. Was there anyone registering these people to vote? That's it. Like if, if you want that's that person with the clipboard is probably the most powerful person at a protest. Can, like, I, are you are you registered to vote? Like I, I would I wish I had the time off and I wish I worked for like a I would have been there with all my clipboards and book bags, like just registering people to vote. Like get your voice out there, that's awesome. But guess what? It speaks a lot more power at the voting booth as well. Like they go hand in hand. I, I think voting is very important, but I thought this before a friend posted it online late last week as she and others began to create lists of black-owned businesses that people can patronize. And something may or may not be happening on July 7th um, where we just don't patronize anything but black-owned businesses then. And I hope that that can be a thing for fuck every Tuesday for the rest of the year because there needs to be sacrifices. Pain needs to be felt. But Voting is important, but I I would argue, and especially the Georgia stuff is a fucking nightmare right now. And you're right, not everybody can vote. And who knows with what pandemic things will make it harder to vote. Um, but at I least would, you're registered, though. Oh, like, you know I, what I mean? I, like you yeah, can no, go to the voting booth. It, it it's it's important. It is it is a duty, not just a privilege. But I would say something that more people at least have more access to. Um, your money and time are maybe combined more powerful than your vote because how, how will, how will we see real change with all of this? You know, people want to defund the police. That's money. Reallocate money for better social services. So, um, all going to be on a ballot at some point. Yeah. But time and money, and at least with voting, that's, that's once a year, maybe it's once every four years for you. I don't know, but time and money is something that you can, utilize each and every day to show where your morals and beliefs lie. Um, all right. Good things now. Uh, I need you to close your eyes and I need you to pull up your holy shit. Rebels is fucking good. Are you watching rebels yet? It's so good. It's You're, so good. You see, you got into I was, it? I was up till one o'clock last night. I was like, I have to take my ass to bed. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, what are you up to? Ezra, what episode? Ezra, Ezra kind of kind of gets on my nerves. He's a blue hair guy. I yeah. don't know them that well yet. He kind of gets on my nerves. But I feel like I'm going to end up liking him. Um, I, Zeb is my favorite. He's a. They made him the hairless Wookiee when he had to raid the ship. The little blue guy, the purple guy. Yeah, let, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm learning the characters, but like, I think I'm on episode three or four. Okay, yeah, keep going. I started last night, and I was like. Oh, I gotta go to bed. I have to go to bed. So, like, I, I, I don't did like I said, didn't really care for Clone Wars. I talked to my friend Eric, who lives in um, Indiana. He's a huge Rebels fan. He's like, "Are you just now getting into it?" I go, "Yeah," because I tried to give Clone Wars a chance. He goes, "Yeah, Clone Wars is a train wreck." He's like, "Rebels is where it's at." So I love it. Um, I think I'm on, I'm not too far. Like I was on because I, I was cleaning while watching, but I was. I spent more time watching than cleaning. So I'm either on episode two or uh, three or four. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got going with it. There's a lot of famous voice cameos, and I just found out last night. Did you... And I just wanted to use this to make an analogy so you could turn on your droid brain and visualize your neighborhood. But first, uh, did you get to an episode yet with the, the, em, the Empire guy who's got the Wolverine facial hair? No. Okay. That guy, oh, I said that so aggressively. No, but yeah, it's just I. I'm st- usually I catch voices, but some of these have been misleading. I'll explain that at a later date. But do you know who the voice of uh, of Kanan is? No, T- you're not going to believe it. I and- have a crush on him too. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, Kanan. Wait, is he the? I'm trying to learn characters. He's the Who's- Jedi. Maybe I haven't got to him yet. Then Kanan, no, you did. Kanan is the is the is the like the lead male character. Yeah, the one who's with the girl with the antennas. I can't think of her name. Hera. Hera. Hera yeah, 
Kane, okay. uh, Kanan's voice, and I think I told you this last week, and, and it sounds, it's it, he's got a deeper voice than I remember. That's Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, that's right. Oh, he kind of looks like Freddie Prince now that you say something. Um, so keep Sorry. In, keep, keep I'm, I'm obsessed with this show. Any show that can start with the Darth Vader monologue, I am in. I know. I and was like, what? That's actually right into it. That's actually okay. that's actually James Earl Jones too, not some Vader sound like. But anyway, I want you to put your droid brain on, pull up your your uh, get your your buckethead stormtrooper helmet, and pull up your your graph of the region. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I need you to look east. So go out of your house and look left. Okay. I ain't got no clothes on. Okay. No, no, no. You don't, you, don't, you don't actually oh. have to go outside. <laughs> but I'm naked. So okay. there. So this weekend downtown in Toledo, it looks like you'll be able to sit in the streets for eating. Um, I think Perrysburg has done that a couple of weeks ago, and it just provides. They've been doing it for weeks. Yeah, it just provides more space in the city, and, and the restaurants agreed for this. So we know Dora. There's two Doras downtown. There's Uptown and Downtown, and I believe nah. there is some discussion to to expand Dora. Now, here's where I need you to put your map. So. Increase the size of the city's downtown Dora, north on Summit, past Magnolia. I don't know where that is, but that... Uh, I was like, give me a landmark. I don't know that I know where Summit is. So the other one, these other ones will be more recognizable, but north on Summit, past Magnolia. South to the Oliver House. East oh, far. to the riverfront and across the Craig Street Bridge to the docks and marina lofts. And west... To Michigan Avenue. Then the Adam Street Dora would be linked to the downtown Dora. So if I'm not mistaken, you could <laughs> you could almost grab a drink at the attic in a Dora cup and walk with it to almost wait high school. So I could like drink at George's and walk to the Heights? Yeah. Oh, that seems confusing and chaotic. I think I'll just stay with Adams. It's a good idea. Like we've been very respectful with it. But honestly, I don't think you're going to get people who are going to walk. Oh, I know. From, but, like, is there anything even on the east side that we want to go to? Like, no shade. Like, there's just yeah, a rusty the, bag of nails place. Yeah. and, and Ooh, would that include Toledo Spirits, though? I don't know where Magnolia is, but... Because that's kind of out of the way, though. Um, But it could. It, it would basically almost allow... It, you'd have to be in a real weird spot... It, uh, from those boundaries to not be in a Dora section. And we, we earned this because a couple of years ago, people were like, it's going to be drunken rioting in the streets. And so far as I know, there hasn't been any disturbances other than the usual tin can bullshit. No shade. When we get drunk, we don't like to travel. Like, honestly, when you get drunk, you're like, can I have a Dora cup? And then I'm guilty of it. I asked for like a Dora cup. And then an hour later, I realized I'm still in the same bar that I wanted a Dora cup. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, that shows growth. I mean, um, it's bound to happen if we just keep building downtown the way it is. Like, do you know if they're building so many, like, apartments downtown now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're going to need more stuff to do. Like, you're inviting all these people to live downtown, but you got to give us more stuff to do. Like, give us some incentive to move downtown. So this um, could be one of them. Somebody sent me an email, another email or another correspondence that the the Bedford School Board sent out last night about a about Todd, and uh, it looks like I don't know if they can do anything, but there are words, and I I wish that they would be a little bit more harsh. I do need to read it a little bit more thoroughly. the The graphics somebody sent me were kind of hard to read, but um, and I give. A lot of credit to Emma, Emma Henderson, and whoever else did the story for NBC24 because um, I talked about, we talked about him a little bit last week, briefly, as we were setting up the protest in, in Lambertville, how that's kind of like the hornet's nest for Confederate flags. Right. Uh, now you got Black Lives Matter uh, demonstrations happening there, and it was, it was a great experience. But Emma and everybody else that decided to go talk to Todd um, have really made this happen. I believe... It's at forty three hundred signatures. They're trying to Ooh. get. They're trying to get five thousand. So here's the thing, though. So I I went down the rabbit hole and I was talking to Emma about it. They can't do anything, but Miss Whitmer can't. You know, she don't play. Yeah. So I'm waiting for her to give him a call. The petition is written is written to her. 
So yeah. So um, also, I just got a, a message saying that I violated Facebook violations. What'd you do? I don't know. It says Floyd Harris. That's my name on Facebook. Sorry. Account warning. This is because you previously didn't follow our community standards. Huh? It says, what happens if you... I just shared the post. What happens if you violate again? You can't post or comment for 24 hours. We understand this mistake happened, so we didn't restrict your account. The fuck? We call it, uh, I don't that, post anything. Facebook jail. But I didn't do anything. Except post a drag picture of me looking like Donna Summer and I look cute. <gasps> it's because I talk about Black Lives Matter a lot. No, although some jackass might have reported you. I don't do it. Okay, whatever it is. With it. Yeah, my last update is literally like, oh my God, why am I so late to this party? Addicted about Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I, I, I just made it down to that post. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm confused. Okay, Facebook, go to hell. Whatever. That's why I have Twitter. Um, so we go famous. Follow me if you're listening. Thank you. How many followers are you at? Well, I was at a thousand, but I think they're all bots. So I am actually on Twitter right now because I'm about to just. I'm. Oh, I dropped a lot. Nine hundred eighty-nine followers, but I get a lot of likes, so that's all I care about because I'm an elder millennial. Hopefully, to your point of only the governor can do something about uh, Todd and. There's a girl who was helping explain to me. I think she said she and her husband own a place across from where the demonstration was last week. She tagged Todd in my post yesterday, and he has uh, he has yet to chime back in. And I, I so whatever. I wasn't expecting anything, but I would. It, it seems like the best thing for everyone here is for him to um, step back from his indignant words and behavior and resign. Remember his words, being on school board is not that important. It's not like it's a lucrative career. And Thank step you. down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like those were your words, not ours. I mean, I paraphrased, but he said them along that line. They were along that line. Uh, Josh, Ooh, my nose is so stuffy. Josh Meniscus's husband just uh, messaged because stuff that's going on the air. I got called the N word holding the door open for a lady, for a white lady at GameStop. Hmm. It's, it's so bizarre. You know what? All right, well, let it go. I, hate, I, viol- I violate. No, no, no. I'm not mad. I just, just hate that. Like, here's the thing. It's, it's like what I said about um, the blow up dolls. How they look the same since like 1970. Yeah. Elevate your racism game. Come up with a new word. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at at some point, you're going to be like, hey, N-word, har-har, we're going to be like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, we don't care anymore. Like, it just, uh, keep the word to yourself. Because at this point, you're you're wasting your oxygen and lowering your, you're lowering your IQ level. I'm just like, okay, come up with a new word. I get it. Heard it before. You're not the first one. Do you uh do you have do you have a theme suggestion for throwback tomorrow? I've got nothing. I want to I I so desperately want to do dance like the song I sent you the other day, but no one could compete with you. Yeah. Um we haven't done summer jam. Summer's coming up, I guess. Uh I don't know. We've 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 touched on a lot of stuff, the, and like there's nothing happening in pop culture. I know you can't do Gaga because I do Barry Alex. I know. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll just do like a potpourri, like a mix of things. There there is one person who could give you a run for it with those dance what, songs, and that would be what Matt about Lewis. Songs with samples. That seems to be like the big thing this summer. Like a lot of people are using samples. Everything samples something. I know. Like I'm just like, oh, that sounds like that. Oh, that sounds. Oh, that is that. Jeremy Matt Lewis would give you a run on dance songs. Who's Matt Lewis? I'm drawing a blank. Matt Jewish. Matt came in before. The, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Um. Last, last thing. Uh, unless you want to hit more. I knew nothing about these, these vanished Idaho kids, and I read the story, and it's like Netflix couldn't write this shit. Who? Who's missing? We didn't talk about I don't even remember it. So the remains of two people, two kids were found yesterday, I guess in Idaho. Oh, 
at the guy's house. Yeah, the the the, the daybell people where I got the CNN alert. I have been following this story. So both yeah. both of their spouses mysteriously died, and then they married each other, and then the kids vanished, and then they went to Hawaii. Yeah. So um, yeah, because the last footage is the two kids are like playing on a bridge or something. Look, it, yeah, Netflix can't write this shit. Listen. Is that a bird? I have the, I have the door open because oh. it's 58 in the studio, but it's 88 outside, so it's like 78 now in the studio. My living room, I feel like my living room feels like a rainforest. Um, yeah, so I don't know the details of the story, but like, yeah, like this is, this. why is this not a Martin Scorsese film? Like, it's, this is bizarre and ridiculous. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember hearing anything about it. I don't think we talked about it, but like I think, like I said, I got my CNN alert because I can't, th- I can't think of the guy's name, but yeah, they were found in his house. Yep, or on his property somewhere, I should say. Yeah, this oh. is uh, this. Reading that, I felt like I was reading like a Netflix script. It was wild, and I'm like, how did I? I mean, I know it's been a a wild. Hey five months for us but this goes back to September of last year because her husband died and his wife died and then they yep. got together right yep. yes this is the story oh my god let me go down this rabbit hole later you know tomorrow I will find out more details yeah this, this you know I love I love weird shit like this this could put like Tiger King into the realm of oh that's that's just this is normal I mean this is wild um and they hightailed it out this city out this well why oh, still America, but like they hit it. They were like, we're moving. It kind of reminds me of, God, it was like 2002 or three. The redhead, a good looking guy, he killed his good looking wife, Scott somebody. Ooh. And he kept saying the whole time, I don't know what happened to her. And he, he killed her. Hold on. Let me, somebody's yelling at the podcast right now. Let me Google it. Scott. Wait, some- are we, we're yelling? No, 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 no. Uh, This reminds me of a story from many years ago, and he's already had a movie. Scott Peterson and the disappearance of Lacey Peterson. Anything? Floyd, did you get disconnected? I'm back. You're back. I'm going to... I do remember Scott Peterson. He was fine. Ooh, yes. I'm sending this Um, to you right now. And uh, I remember... Look at me Googling him right now. Yeah, he was fine. Look at this little smug murderer. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just like... Look at him, bro. Look at him. Fine. Asshole. Peterson's... uh, Prosecutors... Wait, that's right, because he dyed his hair blonde to look more like... I remember this whole story. Go, go, go. He, the motive was allegedly uh, to escape married life and upcoming fatherhood. Um, what else? <laughs> Amber come forward. Police said she was having an affair with Peterson. She said after the affair began. Yeah, this is this was wild, and I'm fairly certain all along he was like, nope, don't know where she is. It wasn't me. And then bang, they got him. But yeah, this is wild as well. Um, quit killing people. Like, you're gonna get caught. Wait, it's, no. It's so bizarre. There's, I, I, there was something in New Jersey, and I, I posted it a couple of different places. There was something in New Jersey yesterday. While there was a black Black Lives Matter protest, there was um, uh, a bunch of idiots counter protesting them, and one of the dick oh, bags. The ant- I saw that. I did see that. One of the dick bags had his friend get on the ground, and dick bag kneeled on his friend. So I hope I hope awful things happen to him. So here's like there's a thing about peaceful protesting and just being ignorant. Like in that moment, I hope they lose their jobs. But here's the thing about those protesters, they're always covered up. Not these guys. Oh I know, but I think but most of them they're covered up because they're fucking afraid and they're cowards. But um that's just ignorance at its best. Like I can't it it's so exhausting to be upset anymore. It's just, yeah. they'll get their just due. They'll get their judgment day. Hopefully sooner than later. It's just, 
man. It feels like we're the only country going through this, too. Oh, no, it's everywhere. It really, I, I, know it's, I know it's everywhere, but like it feels like we're just on heightened alert because like when you see the t- statistics and the numbers, you're just like, damn, bitch. Like, calm down. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you gotta, I, we still find the humor and stuff. I still chuckle. I still laugh. Here's a, a quote that echoes your words really well. And I I think this is like a Star Trek quote. Hate only Ooh. hate only wears you down. It does not hurt your enemy. Right. Hey, <laughs> is the uh, is the hat store open in the mall? Lids? Lids? No. I, it's not. I some of those stores are still closed. And I don't even I'm just tired of Michigan people coming. I well you saw my tweet this morning. I'm done. Hopefully things will settle down once Michigan opens up. Nope, 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 nope. There, right. there are no signs of their retail opening up. Trust me, they came yesterday. They're like, we traveled all the way from Detroit. I'm like, that sucks. We still don't have that product. <laughs> like, you saying you're from Michigan does not mean I'm going to magically appear on a show. So, but it is what it is. I'm not built for retail, so we'll give it a, we'll give it a good, a, a, we'll give it to the end of the summer. I need to, I like in in cases like this, we're not rushed because it's just a podcast. I'm going to send you another picture and this is what I thought of. And I keep this meme on hand now because I can use it so frequently. This is what I thought of when I saw your, your most recent tweets. <laughs> There's nothing I can't believe. Oh, wait, no. Oh, there we go. Hold on. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What do you have, what do you have going on today? Uh, that that tweet. <laughs> uh, are you gonna go? I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for. I have to. Like, there, we're still in a limited step. Although next week, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Remember, I'll tell you, went from seven days of work that I was gonna go down to like minimal. I work mm-hmm. two days next week because everyone's back. I'm like, that's fine by me. So you've worked back today? on that unemployment train. Do you work today in anything else? I work today, I'm off Thursday, and I work Friday and Saturday. And then next week, nothing. Which um, is fine by me. I'm okay. I'll well, survive. What time do you work today? Noon. She was like, can you come in at 11? I said, no. All right. Well, hang tough. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later on today. Ooh, like new kids on the block? Uh, hang if, if you've got the right stuff, then you can hang tough. Yeah, I see what you did there. And you will walk step by step into work today. Ooh, baby. Bye. Bye.